from Manhattan Associates, this is Nucleus of Innovation, the retail and supply chain podcast where we tackle some of the most important topics in the industry and learn how leaders are managing their supply chain challenges every day. I'm your host, Chris Shaw. Well, it's been a few weeks, but we are back here at the Nucleus of Innovation podcast, and we hope those of you listening out there are getting some semblance of a summer this year with your friends and families. The first half of 2020 has been a blur of quarantines, store closures, reopenings, and now even some reclosures for retailers. To say it's been a tumultuous year would be a significant understatement. But some interesting adaptations and accelerations have also occurred during the same time. And that unique identifier of a leading retailer, agility, has allowed creative responses to the need for contactless commerce and fulfillment. Here at Manhattan, we've seen retail stores that traditionally do about a dozen buy online pickup orders each day in the store, maybe five or six times that during the peak holiday season. And they are now managing hundreds and hundreds of curbside pickup orders each day. And whether they're doing it with a manual workaround or brute force, or they have an efficient and modern unified commerce solution, they are finding ways to keep delivering for the customer. But what are the hidden ramifications of contactless commerce? Store-based transactions were by far the highest percentage of retail commerce prior to the pandemic. And the ability to cultivate a face-to-face relationship in the store has been crucial for merchants historically. What happens when that capability is taken away, or at least significantly impacted, overnight? How can retailers continue personalized communication, dialogue, and support in what many are now calling the new normal or the next normal? especially as they begin planning for what looks to be a pretty precarious holiday season in 2020. Well, joining me today to talk about all of that is Karthik Maruder, Solutions Leader for Omnichannel Customer Engagement at Manhattan Associates, and Alex Bravo, a Retail Industry Marketing Manager at Twilio, a cloud communications company that helps retailers unify their dialogue with customers across shopping channels. Welcome to both of you, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. It is uh, interesting times we have in our hands, and uh, thanks for having us today. Hi, Chris. Hi, Karthik. Um, I second what Karthik said. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, it's been a very interesting 2020, and so I'm very eager to converse with everyone that's uh, joining us today, and I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Let's get right to it. Alex, Earlier, I referenced the headlines that curbside pickup has been getting with little or no contact as it rises in popularity in the last few months. But what kind of impact has that shift to a less physical interaction with customers had on retailers? That's a great question, Chris. And to put things into context a little bit, let me um, use some numbers here. Over the past four years, retail online sales grew at an average of 14% annually. But this year, they grew at a 25% rate in a two-week period in only March of 2020. App downloads increased by 11% from January to April compared to the same period last year. These indications confirm that digital engagement has accelerated tremendously and customers have been quickly to replace or complement traditional in-store experiences for digital ones. The impact for retailers is that they had to quickly innovate their methods of customer engagement through digital channels. 
they now need to be able to personalize customer communications and meet their needs at every step of the journey. From engagement in communicating tactfully given the sensitivities of the world situation, to communicating effectively on the safety measures customers need to follow when dealing with everything from contactless deliveries to buy online and pick up in store models. These drastic changes have created a massive need for retailers to become more efficient and flexible in how they communicate. Brands now have the urgency to extend their digital channel presence and engagement to be able to meet their customers' needs during these challenging times. Alex, can you help us understand why the ability to shift communications with customers needs to be as dynamic as shifting delivery for customers? So as we have all seen, the lines between e-commerce, physical stores, and mobile have become so blurred now that customers no longer make a distinction between the experiences. So they expect communications to be as seamless and as consistent. This has created challenges for retailers that previously focused on individual channels, and they were forcing customers to be either on their app or on specific channels or applications. Um, And so, you know, they would rely on channels like email or phone, which obviously serve a purpose. However, with COVID-19, customers are now developing an urgent need to be met faster and over the channels that they prefer. And it's not so much about comfort, but it's kind of alleviating their anxieties and making them feel that when they're using the tools that they're used to using, then there's um, an appreciation for what the brand is doing for them. In a nutshell, you can't ask your customers to reply to an email when they're ready to pick up their orders in store. So you must, or so retailers must access uh, more real-time and effective channels like SMS, that's by uh, or bi-directional chat, phone, or even WhatsApp or video to ensure that they can alleviate the anxieties of their customers when they're now experiencing new um, methods of shopping. So. Having a flexible omni-channel strategy is the only way for retailers to ensure their shoppers have a good experience. Customers will remember the ease of their experience or how awful they were. So this is when retailers have the opportunity to win loyal customers. By being able to shift from channel to channel seamlessly and meet their customers when they want and how they want to be met. So they need to be able to provide an experience not just sell a product, and they need to be able to actively engage their customers to build a relationship that's based on trust and reliability. And, you know, to summarize, um, retailers need channels that can do everything from authenticating a customer's account to sending delivery notifications all in one platform so that every interaction is contextualized. The customer journey has become much more fluid now, So in the past, a customer would become a loyal customer after repeat good experiences. Now, the relationship has become much more fragile and brands can't afford to send deaf generic messages or limit their customer's ability to contact them with one directional messages or be forced to receive notifications through SMS when they may prefer WhatsApp. 
So this is why it's important for retailers to offer communications that are consistent but flexible. These omnichannel experiences show no signs of slowing down and consumers intend to continue to shop online even as the crisis even as the crisis subsides, whether it be for convenience or safety. Now you mentioned a number of emerging or at least non-traditional channels for communication there. Are you guys at Twilio seeing quantifiable examples of the growth of those digital communication channels that you were talking about? Yes, yes, we we are seeing um, a lot of creativity and flexibility, and we are incredibly proud of of our customers. With COVID-19, many of our retail customers had had to adapt faster than ever before. Many were already in a unique situation to make a difference as they had already begun to embrace, um, you know, technologies like omni-channel solutions or contact centers with self-service and chatbots, alerts and notifications, and even video for clientele. Before the pandemic, these trends were not a priority for many retailers, but many of our customers were already implementing them and they were able to respond faster and adapt their business models with more agility. Take, for example, Galleries Lafayette and Champs-Élysées. They're a premier fashion retailer in Paris, France. So before the outbreak, they were already using Twilio customer, the, the Twilio customer engagement platform to empower their team of over 300 personal stylists to offer digital clientele experiences to their customers. So they would see their customer profiles and know their preferences, and they would contact them via phone or call before and after they visited the stores. But when the pandemic um, hit, they were forced to go into shelter in place. And their teams were able to continue to offer clienteling services while working remotely because they um, quickly enabled um, the video API and the WhatsApp API to continue to offer more flexibility um, to their customers while, while they were all still shopping from home. So it was as easy as checking a box and having more channels available. And they were able to continue to build intimacy at scale as they delivered more face-to-face personalized experience, not just for one or two clients or 50, but for 30 or 40,000 clients that were all accessing that level of human interaction with their um, sales clerks or store associates. This shows that these digital first retailers were able to respond faster by simply refocusing their strategies and expanding the reach of their existing customer engagement tools, which are based on the Twilio engagement platform. Now, Karthik, it's easy to see the impact of the reduced interactions with customers on pre-sale and cross-sale engagement opportunities. But the pandemic has had a much farther reaching implication for retailers than fulfillment and clienteling, hasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely, Chris. I mean, fulfillment, clienteling, supply chain, these are all things, uh, you know, there are a lot, impl- lot of implications from a retailer perspective. But one area which I had some unique challenges is on the customer service front. And uh, retailers have been reacting very well, along with the vendors who are willing to pivot their plans to introduce offerings that have been fast-tracked due to the COVID situation. I can give you some specific examples based on the conversations we have had with our customers. One such scenario 
which uh, turned out to be unique in these times is uh, contact center agents working from home. Agents working from home itself is not unique, but the number of contact center agents working from home has increased and uh, because of the COVID situation, obviously, and home is deemed to be not so secure, as you know, from a PCI perspective to capture credit card information, right? So if you take away the power of uh, capturing payment from a CSR perspective, there's a lot of sales left on the table and businesses are looking for more secure ways to capture payments in those scenarios. Also, some retailers have really used the combination of conversational channels like chat and text and store associates who are having more time due to the reduced food traffic or in fact some of them are uh, even sitting at home because of the closed stores. They are employing the store associates as customer service experts answering queries from customers using the chat and text channels. So the need for unified communications that is agile and flexible to work anywhere has been elevated. So Karthik, you mentioned the idea there of taking credit card payments by an associate at home, but they do that all the time in the contact center. What is it about the insecurity of doing it at home when they're communicating verbally with the customer that, that raises an, an issue? I mean, if you, if you look at it, um, you know, there are a strict PCA laws. Um, um, I don't know, Chris, if you walked into a contact center for retailers, what they typically do is uh, they are locked in, kind of, right? Physically, they have secured access, your phones are turned off, so on and so forth. And that's, uh, you know, they, they follow the norms of what PCI, you know, council calls as a secured environment. They put together an environment which is very secure to capture sensitive information, which includes some of the PII as well. Uh, but in this case, this is specific to the credit card information, what they are capturing over the phone. And uh, they are just because they are working from home, obviously anybody can overhear them and so on and so forth. That puts them in a very, um, you know, uh, not so secure environment. Um, that's kind of the reasoning behind it. Okay. So, you know, these are the situations where the impacts are so far reaching, right? From these decisions and the impacts of the pandemic, we don't really realize, we, we see the store close but you don't realize the ramifications of a contact center agent who's now working from home who cannot repeat your credit card number back to you because they're not in a secure environment. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you really look at contact center agents and uh, you know the number of calls coming their way, they are getting slammed right now, right? I mean, if you um, you know we had a user group session I think in April timeframe where we had a number of our customers um, come together and talk about their ongoing challenges in the times of COVID and how are they overcoming some of those challenges. And they are all customer service leaders who are in charge of these contact centers and uh, one or more contact centers, one or more brands, and also spread across different regions like Europe and North America, so on and so forth. And uh, they are getting slammed with incoming calls. And uh, one of our customers, in fact, told us that the contact center is able to take only 30 to 50% of the incoming calls due to limited staffing. And customers are calling in more into the contact center than ever before for the good old, where is my order questions. That's because um, there are order delays, right? Because of the reduced staff in warehouses as well as in stores, if you're shipping from stores, of course. And then there's also customers calling in to know about um, the new store openings uh, when the stores are reopening now. What is the reduced hours? What are the safety procedures put together so that they feel secure going into these stores? So this has brought a lot of spotlight on providing self-service options to end customers, especially centered around post-purchase experiences so that the customers can have tools and also have information in their hands so that the calls coming into the contact centers are reduced. 
I can give you a few examples in this. So one example, you know, what the retailers are doing is uh, they are providing delivery options like obviously like curbside pickup, but also they are providing appropriate pickup instructions once the customer arrives at the store to pick up the items. So what this does is the customer is very clear when they go into a store, you know, specific to the store type, when they go into a standalone store versus a store which is inside a mall um, versus an outside a mall, there are, you know, where is the parking deck? Where should you park? Uh, how long is it going to be before we come and uh, put the item in your trunk? So on and so forth. Giving those specific instructions and providing, uh, pro providing those clear instructions provides a lot of, it removes a lot of ambiguity from the customer's mind, right? So there are less calls coming into the contact center. And also, uh, if you look at, you know, the kind of options they are providing digitally, like, uh, you know, some of the businesses are providing pay by link. Right. That's a that's a new payment um, option what they're providing the customers so the customers can pay at their convenience using their devices, irrespective of the channel they are interacting with. So even if it's a chat channel or a text channel, you can actually convert some of those conversations into sales. Right. If you really look at text and chat channels, there was not really a good way of capturing payments. But the new pay by link option, which is kind of evolving, provides all those kind of options. Yeah, I think as we look across the landscape, we see the same you know, sort of the age old adage that volume stresses the systems, right? And so when the systems weren't set, they weren't agile, they weren't adjusted, and we're trying to do new things, and then you pile on top of it three and four times volumes, you know, it, it really starts to to stress things. So Alex, you know, as, as Karthik was alluding to there, there are benchmarks measuring customer service volumes. If we look at February to June, for instance, up nearly 40% over last year and only trailing, you know, retail is only trailing go grocery and gaming when it comes to, to the volume of inquiry. But we've seen some interesting numbers on the channel of inquiry. So getting back to our communications channels, where WhatsApp is up 148% during that time globally, text and SMS is up 26%, Facebook, Twitter up 21%. What should retailers be focused on when they're thinking about supporting a more unified approach to communications? across a wide variety of channels. Where are you guys seeing the shift when it comes to communication in the buyer journey for retailers? So Twilio recently published the COVID-19 Digital Engagement Report, and we found that 70% of retail respondents said that the pandemic sped up their digital transformation by an average of six years. As a result, 95% of, of all companies are seeking new ways of engaging customers, and 92% say that transforming digital communications is extremely or very critical to address the current business challenges. To respond to these shifts, retailers should focus on rapidly evolving their digital communication strategy and increase their focus on omni-channel platforms that let them easily add new digital channels when they're ready to move and scale. We have seen that on average, retailers added three new digital channels to their engagement capabilities. And in order to avoid siloed tools and systems, they're working with platforms that allow them to easily unlock APIs as they grow scale and test the channels that work best for their customers. Omnichannel, personalized, and um, flexible communications are essential for developing trust. But creating and launching the systems and infrastructure to do that just doesn't happen. 83% of the respondents of our survey confirmed that they need to urgently expand their digital communications. So what does that tell you? 
COVID-19 broke down the traditional barriers of innovation, including the reluctance to replace legacy software or maybe even having a clear strategy. But in these times, because there's a massive need for flexibility, scalability, and more so decisive risk-taking, is that I guess the one advice that we would give retailers is to focus on the present and do the things and, and implement the changes that they can do today to really understand where their customers are coming from and alleviate this, like, the anxieties that they're experiencing, um, whether it's at the, beginning, at the beginning of the customer journey or when they go into that loyalty status as to how do you continue to engage with them and offer them um, the best clientele possible. Fantastic. Karthik, what about here at Manhattan Associates? As you've been helping clients navigate the landmines of contactless commerce, what are they telling you about how their customers want to dialogue and engage with them? It is challenging times, right? No question. Uh, but retailers um, are really thinking out of the box, Chris, I have to tell you that, to use all the resources at their disposal to help their customers have a safe and convenient shopping experience. So a few examples, so we have customers who have used the text channels, especially as a powerful medium to connect with customers. Um, in fact, uh, this customer who told us that ever since they opened up their text channel, it has become the second most popular channel behind phone. That's a pretty big deal. If you look at how long phone has been and all the rest of the channels have been around, text is relatively new but uh, becoming the second most popular channel behind phone, uh, that's kind of phenomenal and how fast it has been picked up. They have almost one third of their contact center agents, this particular retailer, focusing on answering text. They also have started involving the store associates. When we talked about unified communications, when the stores were temporarily closed, so they started involving the store associates and then with the success, you know, they have had, um, you know, what they did is they went on to create dedicated roles in stores for responding to these text messages. So these are roles within the stores where the store associates are actually sitting there and responding to just text messages. That's pretty phenomenal. You look at um, you know, the popularity of uh, text as a channel. And also the customer to agent ratio is as high as 20 is to one due to the nature of the text channel and the SLAs that customers typically expect compared to the traditional online chat channel when there's an instantaneous response expected. You know, text is kind of a pseudo real time, so customers are a little bit more forgiving. So you can have the uh, high uh, customer to agent ratio from that perspective. And also, we have a number of customers, right, retailers, looking at uh, elevating the in-store shopping experience by providing tools like virtual shopping via their clienteling apps, as well as um, scheduling appointments for both in-store walk-ins as well as pickup in-store orders. They are doing all this in the spirit of contactless commerce. All right. Final question for both of you. If you could give the retail leaders that are listening right now one piece of advice when it comes to how they could, would, and should be communicating with their customers, what would it be? What should they be focused on getting right first and foremost? Alex? Okay. So this may come off as harsh, but... We all know that retailers will be judged on how they respond during the crisis. In fact, 65% um, of customers worldwide say so. So this is a rapid learning curve. And the single most important effort that retailers or you know, a company can do is to be empathetic first. At Twilio, we call it wear the customer, show, wear the customer shoes. And what that means is that we must recognize ourselves in our customers and 
clients so that you don't come across as opportunistic or trying to pitch them during the crisis, but instead um, to become a partner to them and be open and communicative when they need your support. So likewise, it's important for retailers to work with the right partners, those that enable them to respond, adapt, and deliver on the promise of being able to deliver legendary customer engagement. I would say it's that. Choose the right partners. Okay. Karthik, how about you? Um, no, Chris, I, I think, uh, you know, great points there, there, Alex. Um, there are a few things I can certainly talk about based on the trend we have seen and what we hear from our customers. I think one thing is clear, right, with the ongoing situation is that any habits that are being cultivated at these times, some are, most of them are here to stay and become the new normal retail. So retailers should use this as an opportunity to empathize and connect with customers. Customers are stressed as well with the kids being at home along with the work from home situation, but customers are forgiving and understand the delays in shipment, reduced store hours, et cetera, as long as the retailers are forthright about it and are clear in their messaging, right? And retailers are already thinking about the holidays and they know this is going to be like no other holiday ever and have to be prepared to provide a safe and convenient shopping experience for their customers. And I think that planning has to start now, if not already started. And that starts from offering newer delivery options, clear and concise communications regarding the customer transactions, unified communications to help them stay connected, self-service options to let the contact center channels handle the important calls, are all things that retailers can do to make it a successful holiday season. So Chris, that in a nutshell is a collection of things that retailers can do to connect with customers. Okay. I, I think if I boil down your answers, you know, what it really means is that retailers need to embrace empathy and honesty. Well, Alex and Karthik, that's all the time we have for today. While the headlines may continue to revolve around curbside pickup, I think it's clear from our discussion today that retailers need to stay focused on unifying every experience with a customer. And that starts with communication. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, everyone.